Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Technological Podcast. In this episode, we bring on special guest Jody Innerfield, who is currently a director of product marketing at Salesforce. We have a great conversation around, you know, what does product marketing really mean? How did Jody get to where she is today? You know, we go through her entire background all the way from undergrad as a psychology major to working at in HR at a startup to going to business school where she did a short stint as a product manager at Amazon to then working as a product marketing manager at a small startup to finally where she's been at Salesforce for um, the last few years in product marketing. We go through her different roles as a product marketer at Salesforce because Salesforce has so many different um, opportunities for marketing within the company. She goes through all the different details of what it means to be in each different role and how they vary. We go through what Jody looks for in a product marketer, you know, all the, all the successful traits that make a product marketer successful at the company. We talk about some of the, the day-to-day responsibilities and how you can really thrive as a product marketer. And we kind of end with what Jody's looking for next in her career and, and what she's um, been working on at Salesforce and how she wants to use that to leverage you know, growth for her, her future. So we hope you like the content. If you do, please give us a like, subscribe, and share. It really helps us grow our channel. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode five of Technological. My name is Seren, your, your co-host. Um, I'm joined here uh, with Avi and Anish again. And today, we are lucky enough to have Jody Interfield, our guest on the podcast. Um, she is one of my colleagues at Salesforce, one of my friends and mentors. Uh, we've been working together for the past three years now. Uh, and she actually just recently moved to New York. Uh, and so we were able to spend some time together uh, in New York at the office um, before the pandemic, but we haven't been able to hang out much since the pandemic. I'm hoping, hoping I get to see you again sometime in person soon. But this episode was supposed to be, is supposed to be all about product marketing. Um, and so we touched on this uh, in our first episode of Technological. But for this episode, we wanted to do what is the full spectrum in the world of product marketing and there's nobody better that I thought of uh, to talk about it and explain uh, the world of product marketing than Jody. Um, she's a director at Salesforce. Thank you. Uh, and so, yeah, Jody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. For sure. Uh, just wanted to start off uh, having you introduce yourself. So, if you want to go ahead, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, how you got to Salesforce and why PM. Ah. Awesome. So it's a long journey. Um, as Theron mentioned, uh, my name is Jody Interfield, currently a director of product marketing at Salesforce. Um, but it was not a straight line to get here. Um, I was a psychology undergrad, uh, psychology and undergrad at Columbia um, because I went to college at a time when nobody told you, you didn't really need to study something that you were going to do for the rest of your life. So I just liked psychology. So I was like, I'll do that. Good liberal arts major. Uh, and then I graduated into a recession in 2009. So I definitely feel for the people who are graduating now, I know a little bit about what that's like. Um, so there weren't many options. Um, I, at the time, was really interested in the entertainment industry. I thought I'd go into acting, end up instead going into uh, production. So my first job out of college was as a production designer's assistant on the film Wall Street 2. Uh, really cool experience um, being, and then I spent the next year and a half uh, working on film and television shows throughout New York City, which was definitely a unique experience. I'm very proud of my IMDb page. Um, but ultimately, 
that life was 80 hour weeks with no benefits and no overtime and certainly not a sustainable lifestyle, I felt. So I left and did a little bit of soul searching um, that you do when you're like almost two years out of college, not really knowing what to do with your life. Um, and through talking to people, I decided that HR might be a good fit for me because of my background in psychology and interest in business. And then I had taken the LSAT a couple times in college, but I was didn't want to go to law school, but thought law was interesting. So I got a job uh, first as an internship and then hired full-time at an advertising technology startup in New York and human resources. I was one of two people in HR. Uh, the company was 90 people when I started. So really cool to get that startup experience. Um, I was there for three and a half years. By the time I left, the company was over 500 people. It was international. I had done pretty much every role in HR. Um, but pretty early on in my time there, I had decided I wanted to be more strategic in HR. So I decided to apply to business school. Right when I got to business school, I decided um, I, did, I could not go into something like human capital consulting because consulting lifestyle would be just as chaotic as the film lifestyle. Um, so instead I decided to switch my, my sites to product management or product marketing. I had been the HR business partner for our product and technology organizations. So I had a little bit of exposure to the product world and wanted to see what it was like to grow the business from the product side. But I didn't really know about what those roles were until um, you know, I saw a little bit of it in HR, but it wasn't until getting to business school and spending my time having conversations with people who were in product management and in product marketing that I really started to build an understanding of what those roles were. Um, so I interned at Amazon as a product manager, uh, liked being on the product side of things, but I found that I didn't care so much about like where to put the button or how many things to show a customer. I instead cared more about how do we get customers to be excited about this new feature and so that to me said, okay, maybe I should go look at more the marketing and product marketing side of things versus product management. Uh, so graduated, came out to San Francisco, and I was a product marketer at an HR tech company. So that was a good way to bridge my skill, my background in HR uh, with the skills in PMM that I wanted to build up. Uh, I was there for about six or seven months, left, and then started at Salesforce. So I've been at Salesforce now for a little over three and a half years. Um, I've had a whole bunch of different roles all within product marketing at Salesforce, but um, definitely happy to, to go into that a little bit if you'd like, because I think it just speaks to the depth and breadth of what product marketing actually is. But yeah, my career is a bit of a, a jungle gym, not a, not a straight line. Yeah, that's really cool to hear that, uh, you know, you started off in film and then went and got, uh, you know, your MBA and, and was like, okay, I'm getting into the world of tech. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to, to always see that um, would love to know, like, what kind of uh, things were you working on when you were a PM intern at, at Amazon? And, and just quickly, like, what was it like being a PM at Amazon? Yeah, so I was on a team called Customer Service Delivery Experience. And this, at the time, this was like six, five or six years ago, uh, I don't know if it's still true, was this team that owns the post-purchase experience. So the your orders page, the track package page, as well as like the help and customer service pages. And it was interesting because every, the teams at Amazon, at least that I was familiar with, were, they each had a metric that they had to hit. And like their whole goal was to hit that metric. And this team's metric was to reduce the number of people who contacted support. 
So anything they built or did needed to be to reduce the number of people who called in and spoke to an agent. So they would do things like build chatbots to help you triage your package and your sh shipping stuff. They built the order tracker. So because they found that a lot of people who were calling in just wanted to know where their package was. So they increased visibility there. Um, my project was a little different. My project uh, was to get people to go use those pages to do more shopping. So the Your Orders page was one of like the fifth most trafficked page or something like that, but had one of the highest bounce rates because you go to the Your Orders page, find out the status of your order, and then you're done. So I had to um, I had to figure out how do we get people to continue their shopping journey while they were on this page. So I basically add, I, I did some lots of conversations and decided to add recommendations features to the page. So now if you go on the Amazon, if you go on your orders page, your track package page, you'll see related purchases there, which are all meant to be like, oh yes, you already you know, bought this, but maybe you want more. So part of my, my project was like figuring that out, working with the um, engineers and program managers to, you run an experiment. There's a lot of experimentation and data at Amazon. Um, so I had to first run a test you do some AB testing, had to, you know, do all of the data analysis, um, was dating myself. I'm like really trying to go back and think about this experience, do all the data analysis to see if this was worth it. And I think it like, there's so much traffic on Amazon that a simple two week AB test, they were like, yeah, we project that this will help drive $30 million. And now $30 million is a drop in the bucket for Amazon, but pretty cool for me to think about that I could do something that would give them $30 million. Um, and then in addition to like that very tactical part, I also had to think through like, well, what's the future vision of this? What is like, this is just what I could get done in a summer internship. What could this look like? So I thought about things like, well, Amazon knows so much about you based on your purchase history. And you have to be authenticated when you are on that, your orders page. So it's personal to you. We know it's just you. It's not somebody else using your laptop to, to you know, to browse Amazon what could they proactively help you buy from those pages because we know exactly who you are. So for example, if you bought a baby onesie and a year ago, and a year ago it was for zero to three months, maybe now we're like, oh, you probably have a one-year-old kid. You probably need the next size, here you go. So slightly creepy, <laughs> but that's kind of the thing that Amazon does. They want to always be ahead of you and be proactive. And so um, you do a six pager, you like write everything in Amazon is in writing. There are no presentations. And so I had to like write a whole paper on my present, my experiment and well, as well as like what the future vision of this could be to get people to keep shopping. That's a really cool experience. Um, yeah, it was I think, cool. uh, like, you know, like we, it's, it's very, it's, I guess, less common to hear people who get experience in PM and then move over to PMM. It's definitely more common to see the other way around. So I wanted to, that's why I wanted to ask like what your experience yeah. was like, how, how, uh, how it was, but it's cool to, to see that you got like a really, really good PM experience. Uh, but shifting back to, to PMM, um, I guess would love to know the different roles you've had in, in PMM at Salesforce, because there yeah. are a bunch of different uh, uh, ways that PMM can go at Salesforce um, and, and where you are right now. And then I think after that, we'll get into like what is what is product marketing and, cool. and like all the different functions we can deep dive, but just would love to know your path within Salesforce. Yeah, 
So I've had three different roles in my three and a half years at Salesforce. Um, excuse me, when I was hired and they've all had the product marketing title, they've all been on the same team. But as I talk to you, you'll hear just how different roles are within product marketing. So when I started, I focused on content, um, meaning, you know, other PMMs might work on, you know, white papers or data sheets, but I kind of worked on bigger picture, top of funnel content that would be a introduction to a whole portfolio that my team was supporting. So I worked on an interactive asset called Inside Stories, which tells the story of eight different applications that we as Salesforce employees use every single day that are built on the Salesforce platform. And it has architecture diagrams and it's quotes from the people who built it. And the whole purpose was to show you the power of the platform. Um, but I got to work with an external agency on it. Um, it was a really exciting project. But the stuff I worked on was like big, meaty websites, 80 page eBooks, um, at media analyst reports. And then I also worked with our, so I worked a lot with our creative team, uh, copywriters, I did a ton of writing in that role. And I worked, I was the main point of contact for our campaigns and demand generation team to see how do we promote all this content on paid channels, on our email. Um, so really got in the weeds of how does content and campaigns operate. Then I moved over to a role called solutions marketing. Um, the, this was a bit of a new role for Salesforce and for our team. Our products in particular are pretty complex and technical. Um, and we had previously gone to market talking about just the individual products. And instead we needed to up-level that message and really talk about how do we solve customers problems. What pains do our customers have and how do we solve them? And so we did some um, focus groups and customer research to identify the four main problems that customers are trying to solve when they buy our products. And then we created four solutions. And so basically four narratives to help tell the story of how we solve those problems. And so there was messaging and positioning, first calls for each one of these had first call decks, demo videos, uh, webinar, enablement, sales plays. Um, so this role was much more on like the messaging and positioning side of things. I got a whole boot camp and building presentations and aligning things on slides properly because there were a lot of presentations both internally and then building presentations for events. Um, and it was also, very aligned with sales because the whole purpose was we need to teach our salespeople how to better have these conversations about our products. Um, so worked really closely with our sales teams to make sure that these solutions resonated with the customer and that our sales teams knew how to tell these stories and how to progress a customer down the funnel from the beginning, first conversation they have all the way to, well, what are they actually buying? Um, then my role, that was a, the shift from content to solutions was a conscious one. I saw an opening and decided to, to take it. My next shift was uh, much more um, accidental. So one of the solutions that I supported was called employee experience. So how customers use our products to build custom employee experiences. Um, when COVID hit the team, the product teams started building out of the box solutions to help 
companies get their employees back to work safely because I had been loosely aligned to the product manager at the time from a solutions perspective. I was told like, F, just go stay close to this. If they need some messaging help, help them out. But we don't really think this is going to be much or we don't know what it's going to be. It turned into work.com, which is one of our newest product innovations. And so now I lead a team of product marketers who own those products, uh, the role I call it technical product marketing because we're directly aligned to product managers. We work with the PMs um, to help them understand market opportunities, buyers. Um, they kind of decide on the roadmap and then we go and do messaging, positioning, first call decks. What's the, the launch plan, the launch strategy? How do we enable the field, pricing and packaging? Um, and then content and all that other fun stuff. So yeah, three very different roles, all with the same team, the same company, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, I do kind of want to take one step back. And I saw that yeah. you also did product marketing at SAP, uh, Success Factors, as well as like with Lever. And these are these are tools that um, like I've used a lot. Like my last company used success factors actually for um, like, you know, year end ratings and everything. So we had to go through and did all the ratings and like a lever, of course, anytime anyone's applying for a job, it's kind of done. So I, I would love to hear a little bit more about like how kind of product marketing differed at these different firms. And then yeah. like, like, obviously you talk right now about what it was like at Salesforce, but kind of how like the difference can be at a different company, especially like in a different stage too. So yeah, they're all very different. So success factors was actually part of a consulting project uh, through business school. So I went to University of Michigan, go blue. Um, can't believe I didn't say that earlier. Like that's blasphemous that it took this long to mention that. Uh, but we have this program called MAP, which I think they just rebranded, but it was, it's basically an it's action-based learning. And so um, you get a seven week consulting project with a company and you, they have a problem and you go solve it. And so mine was at SAP Success Factors and they wanted to understand um, customers purchase like journey to the cloud basically. So how they have at the time Success Factors had like 22 modules and it was like, how do we get customers who buy one module to buy more? Um, and so keep in mind, I was only there for seven weeks. So it's a very different experience, but and I only had one project, so I can't, I don't know if that was like the best example of what product marketing is like there, but the project there was basically doing a hundred customer interviews in like three weeks and then really identifying um, what opportunities that SAP had and success factors had to increase customer adoption. So really focused on adoption, um, which is not something that I've, I've focused on at Salesforce. So that's a pretty, that's a, a big difference. Um, I can definitely speak more to startups in my experience at Lever and how that differs because there I was one of two product marketers. Um, so a very different experience to Salesforce where I don't know, another 500 product marketers. Um, so at Lever, I mean, you really do the full spectrum of, and I think this is probably true of, of most startups. You do the full spectrum of product marketing. And the way I think of, product marketing is there's two halves. There's the product side and the sales side. On the product side, it's working with product managers on roadmap, on feature and, app and um, product releases, on demo videos, on all of the technical things that you need to bring a product to market, um, release marketing, um, that type of thing. And on the sales side, it's what do you need 
in order to communicate those products and features to the customer. So first call decks, webinars, content, um, events, um, sales enablement, training the field. Um, it could be, I don't know, working with the field to help close deals. So maybe you're presenting in customer meetings, maybe you're analyzing how things are going um, in terms of your, your pipeline to help sales accelerate. So th that's at a very high level, how I think of like the two sides of product marketing and at a startup, you do all of it and you just have to figure out how to balance your time and, and your any given day. It's just based on what your priorities are. Um, whereas at a company like Salesforce, our, we're pretty narrowly scoped focused, at least on our team. I think even within Salesforce, there's tremendous variability in what product marketing looks like, just based on what product you're in. Is it a, is it a big portfolio? Is it a small portfolio and a small team? Um, is it an emerging product? So for example, um, I'm in a brand new product. So even though I'm on a team that's well-established and we have a group for content and a group for campaigns and a group for sales, we're a brand new product that's like literally doing market analysis um, for what markets we should enter. We're doing a lot of things that I think other technical product marketers might not be doing just because of the stage of, of the product that we're at. That's a, that's, that's a really interesting point. And um, like, I would love to get your take on this as well, Jody. is, is you, you're so right at Salesforce product marketing is so much different than product marketing at, at most other companies and at Salesforce, like there's there, they put a lot of emphasis towards marketing. I mean, even like, like with our events, like that's a huge part of product marketing that, that, or that's a huge part of like scope that product marketers are working on all the time is like, can we get this done for this event? Um, and, you know, when I'm thinking about other companies and how product marketing even really started, I feel like most companies were like, okay, we've got these great engineers. We've maybe got a few product managers. We're building this product, but we don't know how to sell it. And so that's, that's like where the PMM role was kind of birthed was like, how can we get somebody to translate what's being built to the sales team so they can actually sell it. And so I feel like at most other companies, um, a lot of that, a lot of the PMM responsibility is working with sales and, and enablement and, and uh, like ACB and trying to sell. Whereas at Salesforce, it's just so broad. There's so many different things you can do. So. Yeah. And one of the ways it was described to me, I think when I was interviewing was like, sometimes at different companies, how product marketing is perceived or what role product marketing takes on depends upon what the, I want to call it like the motive of the company is or what drives the company. So at Salesforce, we're a pretty sales and marketing driven company, which means that marketing is going to have huge responsibilities. We drive events, we drive, um, like, like we'll market something before the product, we know what the product's going to be. Um, that's very different than a company like Google or Facebook, for example, which are probably, I, I mean, I haven't worked there, but I believe more engineering and, pro and product-driven companies. Um, and for that, you just have to look to who the founders are and who is driving the company forward at Lever. The founders and CEO came from Stanford Design School. So it was actually a very UX-driven company. And so the UX team, interestingly enough, was driving a lot of the decisions and informing product strategy and informing marketing strategy. Um, so like my advice is to really, to understand 
fundamentally what kind of shape product marketing will take on, look to who founded the company, who's making the decisions from the top, because that's probably a good indication of uh, where marketing may or may not fit in, in the hierarchy, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think I think that's really interesting that you said that Lever was started by like design focused um, mm -hmm. Stanford grads because I love applying to jobs on Lever just because you guys have like a really cool logo and it's a really easy interface to use to apply to jobs versus like other sites where I'm like, I don't know what to do. So yeah, and that's like, what drove the motivation for the product. And so that's what set the design standard. So like there, it wasn't marketing deciding what you know, slides should look like or what our collateral should look like. It was the design team, um, the UX team, right? And so whereas at mm -hmm. Salesforce, like I work with the UX team, you know, to figure out what screens for products should look like. And sometimes they help make my slides prettier if they're, if we're working on something together, um, but they don't really get involved in marketing. So it's, mm -hmm. it really is dependent. That's why every company is so different. And I think product marketing is a pretty nebulous title and role um so i think like it definitely helps to have conversations with people before you apply before you like to really understand what does product marketing actually mean at this company yeah it is it is interesting and i think you touched on that that point around how the company's products matter and and how marketing fits into that because i know in my experience at you know ibm cloud um marketing and and that whole engine of messaging is so crucial because some of our products, even though they might be geared for developers, um, at least at, at the moment, a lot of the buyers are higher up executive people, right? And they're not gonna be as in the weeds. So being able to very clearly and succinctly message, you know, the value prop of your product to these buyers is so crucial to actually driving, right? Revenue and, and growth. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, before we get into, I think some of the stuff Sarin wanted to talk about curious as to how you think your background, so you studied psychology, um, you were doing some media stuff, then you got into, um, you were doing HR work and then you also got a, had a, had a stint in PM, um, all of these different, um, experiences, how do you think they, kind of set set you up for success in in the product marketing role it's a great question because I think it can be really easy to think oh my background has nothing to do with where I'm at today and that when I was when I was interviewing for PMM roles like I really had to overcome that because you can always find ways a very disparate background have prepared you or helped you do what you're doing today um, I would say that marketing is psychology, right? Marketing is getting into the minds of your buyer and understanding what their pains are, what their needs are, and how do I um, articulate what I can do for, for this person or what my product or service can do for this person. So psychology plays a huge role. Now, is it that the classes I took in psychology helped me be a better marketer? No, I think it's just more the curiosity and the reasons I like psychology are the reasons I like marketing. I like getting inside someone's head and understanding what makes them tick and how do I, um, you know, how do I find the right words and phrases to make this product appeal to my customer? Um, so I think it's more the curiosity and my interest in psychology, less like 
the classes I took in psychology. Um, film actually ends up being really relevant to my role. I have worked on a number of um, customer films or film projects at uh, in marketing. And I think that until you're on a film set and understand how long it takes to film something that literally is a 30 second bit, you're just like, you have no idea. Um, and we had a situation, I wasn't totally involved, but a couple of years ago we did a commercial and um, the people, the marketers who were running it hadn't had any involvement in film before. Um, so they were the ones that were on set and they worked on the script and they weren't too happy with where the script was at, but they, when they went down to shoot it, but they were like, they'll, it, it'll, when they film it, it'll look better. And then as they were filming it, like, they were like, okay, but like when we edit, it'll look better. And, you know, if you've ever done film or if you've had that experience before, you know, you can't fix a bad script. Like it just, what, what's in the script is what you're going to get. And so they weren't too thrilled with the results, but I think my experience in film has taught me that you have to be, you have to really understand what each, you have to be happy with everything, the single stage, the script, the lighting, the set. Cause once you, once you film that stuff, it's done. Um, so films ended up being really useful. And then HR, there's two ways my HR experience has been useful. One is just, in, in managing now. Um, that's what I realized I actually liked about HR was like interacting with people and helping them figure out the, the, the scenarios with that they needed to figure out with their teams. Um, so I, I knew leaving HR that I could still have that impact, but just when I became a manager. Um, but right now I my products are employee experience products and they are targeted towards HR. So it's very relevant. Um, and that ended up being the reason I went to Lever, I had a hard time getting a PMM job out of business school. I think people think business school is like, oh, I'll get an MBA and then I'll be able to get whatever job because I have this MBA and it's not at all true. You're competing with people who have already done that job. And so I had a hard time finding a PMM role and ultimately decided that an easy way to make the transition or an easier way would be to leverage my background in HR. So going to Lever, I had been the buyer, I had been the customer, I knew the competition because I had used them. And those are all things that a marketer needs to know. So I knew that part, I just needed to learn how to be a marketer. Coming to Salesforce, you know, we sell to IT, to developers, I knew none of that stuff, but I knew how to be a marketer. Um, and then PM, I think that PM, my time, I was just an internship. So it's really hard to say how much that impacted my role as a product marketer. But I will say that what I enjoyed about being a PM at Amazon was the focus on data and how data driven these decisions are. And I think that that's really important, even as a marketer, um, when you're doing things like putting out campaigns and eBooks, you know, it doesn't help to spend a ton of money on something that doesn't have a high ROI. Um, how can you learn from what you're putting out into market and iterate and optimize what you're creating? Um, it's a good way to message test. Um, so I think being data-driven, that was something that I learned as a PM at Amazon that I, I try and implement in, in product marketing. 
So you had touched on, uh, you know, you, the way that you transferred into PMM was you had some kind of like industry background, like, or you had background in HR. And so that was like your way to get into to PMM. Um, now we'd love to like segue into like the PMM interview process and, mm. and how to like even break into PMM and would love if you have any other advice, like that's one great piece of advice is to like, if you have some experience in something, maybe try and go work like you had experience in HR. So going to do PMM at an HR firm would set you apart. Yeah. Like, is there any other advice that you have for people to just get their foot in the door? Yeah, I think another thing that I did while I was in business school that helped was um, I remember talking to an alumni and his advice was find a local startup in Ann Arbor or a company or a nonprofit that just needs some marketing help and do the work like for free, right? Because you need the experience and they need the help. And I think that, and I ended up actually doing the work for him because he was like, oh wait, I'm launching a product, I need help. Um, it was super small. I did like a couple of data sheets and like some user testing, but then I had stories to tell when I went into an interview. I had something to put on my resume and I had a reference. And I think that that's something that anybody can do. Um, whatever town you're in, college you're at, there's gotta be some company. Nonprofits also, there is a site, I think it's called Taproot, T-A-P-R-O-O-T, that where nonprofits post projects that they need help with. Um, and so, I did that as well. I hopped on there and found um, a nonprofit that needed some collateral developed and did that. So I think just getting hands-on experience, you're, you're doing it for free. So <laughs> the expectations are set, um, but that's super valuable. Talking to people, having conversations to really understand what does product marketing mean at this company so that you can tailor both your resume and your conversations specifically to what that company is looking for because product marketing means something different everywhere. Um, I think that like, for example, there's, we have product marketers who work directly with our sales teams. So if you have a background in sales or, you know, an interest in sales or you're more financial and data-driven, like that type of product marketing role would be a great foot in the door. Even if that's not exactly the role you want, it's a foot in the door. So I didn't actually want to stay in content. I thought content would be like, I was not interested in being a content person, um, but it was a great foot in the door to Salesforce. And I knew that coming to a company like Salesforce, I if I established myself and became a subject matter expert in that and built good relationships, I could pivot into something else. And now I've pivoted twice. Um, so that ended up working really well for me. And I think that's um, a good thing to keep in mind that, you know, find, you want the title product marketing, figure out a foot in the door, even Lever, like that wasn't my dream company, but it got me to where I am today. And so it was a really valuable part of my career. So thinking of your career as stepping stones, as opposed to thinking like, I have to get that dream job, like even when you get the dream job, you realize, oh, this is not actually a dream all the time. But think of like, think about what skills you need to build at each point in your career um, and take mini steps to get to that end goal because it's very rare that someone's just able to make it in one leap. At least I have yeah. done it. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's really good because careers are long, right? And you work for a long time and the experience you build 
you have to think about it as like compounding, right? You kind of compound yeah. your like experience. Uh, but I think something you said was really important. You talked about even how you, when you get your dream job, there's always, you know, like there's something wrong with it or, you know, like there, it's nothing's perfect. So I think just for viewers in our audience, um, I think it'd be really good to talk about, you know, what is the underbelly of product marketing? And, you know, like what, what are some things people should be wary about before getting into like product marketing? So. Ooh. What do I say that won't get me in trouble? <laughs> I, okay, nothing, nothing that gets you in trouble. Maybe like what's the hardest I know. thing about being a well, I, think, or... I think the hardest, I think that, um, I love being a product marketer. I love that it's creative. I love that it's this mix of creative and strategic and I can be analytical. But I think that depending upon where you are a product marketer, right? Like what your relevance is and your ability to influence will change. And so, and I think honestly, the fact that product marketing means something so different everywhere, like you could end up in product marketing at a company and think you hate product marketing, but it's really just that you don't like the way this company does product marketing, um, which is why I think having conversations beforehand is so important, even though it, it, it's hard to sometimes access the right people, um, but doing some research, understanding what drives a company forward, is it marketing, is it sales, is it product, is it engineering, could help save you some, some potential uh, headaches. Um, I think, I think, so I think on that note, like at Salesforce, marketing and product marketing are in the spotlight. Like we are driving strategy and driving, um, the way it was described to me is when things go great, marketing is celebrated. And when things go wrong, marketing is blamed. And that's really the underbelly that like, it can be really stressful to, to be, um, to have to change really quickly when someone's like, yeah, this product isn't selling, go fix your marketing. And you're like, well, maybe it's the product, maybe it's the sales teams. And they're like, no, 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 go fix the marketing. <laughs> so that's hard. Um, but I don't know, it's certainly not enough to make me leave product marketing. I, I, uh, I also wanna like give a um, kind of like a more, uh specific example like one one big aspect of product marketing is launches and i would say that like while launches are extremely important like launching pro and, and you know especially at a company like salesforce launching products is is like what we do three times a year i mean like at dreamforce we launch all of our biggest products like launching products is, is a huge thing and uh, there's obviously a lot that that the developing the, the, the development teams have to do to make sure the product is all ready but on the marketing side, that is definitely the most stressful time because you have tight deadlines, you have executives who, or, or product uh, uh, people who are really like, really care about how we're going to market with this product, how we're talking about it, like the exact words on a slide um, everybody cares about and everybody has their own two cents about. So I think that's the hardest thing as a product marketer is just like, taking in all these feed, all this feedback about how do we just talk about this product and, and being able to like do it in a timely fashion. Um, for Are you referring like to the line. keynote thread? Uh, is that, I, is uh, that what you're referring to? Nobody <laughs> knows when we're filming this. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah I'd say I'd say that's definitely one of the uh, yeah one of the more like stressful sides of, of yeah no life. you're right I think you you bring up a good point like to be more specific yeah there's a lot of stakeholders that look at what marketing is doing and you have to balance many different stakeholders and their opinions even sometimes at the expense of research and data that you've done um but at the end of the day you know it's really fun I really like it I don't know what that says about me that we like the torture but (laughs) so so what would you say then Jody to that person who, you know, we talked a lot about the culture of the company, right? And, and Salesforce is, you know, clearly a very sales and marketing driven company. Other companies may be more product and engineering driven. What would you say to the marketer that, that might be struggling um, to really have that influence um, in their organization when they, when they know, you know, there's something that could be messaged better or positioned better or, they should be, you know, enabling their teams more. Um, you know, what, what what kind of advice would you give to, to that person to really, you know, try to influence them in in that direction? That's a really good question. Um, I think I would say, you know, marketing is all about the customer and all these companies. If it's a, it's all about like what what does the customer like? What's the customer going to buy? And so I would say if someone feels like a product isn't messaged right, or there's something else that can be done at the end of the day, you probably think that because it's not resonating with the customer. So how can you talk to customers and get feedback and get insights and present those? Because it's not about like, oh, I think this should, we should, you know, our logo should be blue instead of green, because I think so. It's got to be rooted in what is the customer, what, what resonates with the customer? Um, and so I think going back and doing research either formally through focus groups and surveys or totally in, informally, um, those are some of the best conversations they sometimes have just like, I mean, our customer marketing team won't be happy, but like find a customer on LinkedIn and, or Twitter and have a conversation. Um, I think that's easier if you're like, you know, a B2C company and, you know, you can find the fan boys and girls of your product, um, but yeah, I would say always go back to what does the customer want and how does it resonate and present your ideas that way. Um, that way it's not just a squeaky wheel. I couldn't agree more uh, with that actually. Um, and uh, just thinking about uh, like, like data is extremely important. And so being able to talk to your customers or talk to as many customers as possible and aggregating that data that's the best way I think to convince people. Um, so yeah, you're totally right, Jody. I couldn't agree more. Um, so uh, we've got a few more questions left. Don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, wanted to know quickly, um, what qualities uh, would you say are looked for for PMS? Like, you know, me and you come from very different backgrounds and we're both very like, like uh, we, like you can't really pinpoint uh, exact qualities of PMM, but when you're, when you're interviewing people, when you're hiring people, like what are some of the things that you're specifically looking for? Yeah. I look for storytelling. I think at the end of the day, marketers are storytellers. And so whether you are um, pulling together a deck or writing an ebook or um, giving a presentation, 
how do you, are you a natural born storyteller? Um, Cause that can sometimes be hard to teach. So I, I really look for, is that something innate? Do you understand what makes something resonate as a story? Um, I also look for agility and adaptability because product marketing can be so different. It could be messaging and positioning. It could be sales strategy. Um, you need to be able to switch gears and be comfortable with the context switching. That's another down, you know, if I had to look at an underbelly of product marketing, like it's really hard to context switch sometimes to go from building a deck to um, diving into sales data to presenting, like use a lot of different parts of your brain. And so you need someone who is comfortable context switch, context switching that way and can be adaptable. Um, and then I think like some sort of, you know, collaboration, which, and these are all soft skills, right? Like none of these storytelling, maybe like it's really the soft skills matter in my mind. Cause I think you can teach someone how to do messaging and positioning. You can teach someone how to build a great first call deck and how to structure your slides. Um, but the soft skills are what make someone stand out and naturally gravitate towards product marketing. So I think collaboration, because it's such a cross-functional role, um, there's rarely a time when it's like, I just need to be heads down writing. And maybe that's like when I'm like heads down writing a demo script, but then I have to come out of my hole and go get feedback from seven different executives and work with a you know PM and a designer to build it. So everything is cross-functional. And so someone who is comfortable working cross-functionally, comfortable um, just being super collaborative are, is, is really important. Seems like uh, you kind of have to do it all as a PMM. Yeah, so, a PMM's <laughs> kind of a jack of all trades, but also master of all trades too, because you can't yeah. be a master of none. Um, I mean, like yeah, stakeholder really... management, collaboration, you have to work with data, you have to be able to make like really compelling slides and like build a story around it. Like you build a narrative, right? So yeah. And again, like different roles in PMM require lean on different one of, the, of those skills. So not every PMM role requires you to do all of it really well, because that's nearly impossible. Um, but that's, again, why you need to really have a conversation to understand what is this PMM role focused on? Um, I have a friend who's looking you know, at PMM roles and I listed like eight different types of PMM roles and just had them say yes, no to what they liked and that narrowed it down. Um, so you really do have to think about what are your strengths and and where do you want to go? And that'll tell you what part of PMM you should you should be looking for. Mm -hmm. So so kind of leading into that, and I think this this is our last question, but uh, we're really curious to hear, you know, like how do you see your career kind of progressing, like especially as a PMM now, given that you've done so many like different functions, like now kind of what are you thinking of? Like you're in this position as a PMM, like what what do the next five to ten years look like? Oh, I know it's kind question. of abstract, could even be like next two to three years, you know. Yeah, um, I don't have a timeline, but I don't think it's staying in PMM, to be honest. I think I would like to have my own marketing strategy firm or marketing consulting firm because, and maybe leverage some PMM skills, like help other companies and startups with product launches or with messaging and positioning and messaging strategy. Um, so maybe it's like being an independent PMM basically for hire um, because 
I do love the work that I'm doing. I think that, you know, as I continue my career, I would like to do it for many different types of products and different types of companies, because I think that's really exciting. And I think that um, there are so many different things you can do when you get into different, you know, I've never done B2C. I would love to do B2C marketing, um, but I don't know that I want to leave Salesforce just to go to another company and do that. Like uh, I, it, it would have to be a pretty big jump. Um, I don't know, maybe I'll be a CMO one day, but n not, not in the near future. Cause that feels like a lot to do at least not of Salesforce. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, not no, the job I need. <laughs> I mean, I think you have like a lot of optionality, right? I mean, get... Yeah, and that's what I like about, I think product marketing gives you enough visibility and exposure into so many different areas of a business, into so many different areas of marketing that, um, you know, you can, if you want to stay as a PMM, you can, and then go and become a CMO. Both, you know, our CMO now and our previous CMO were product marketers because it's such a good foundational experience. Um, but I also know tons of product marketers who have then gone on to very different roles in partnerships, in um, customer success, in, uh, I don't know, um, I know someone who's an, a solutions engineer. Like there's so many different things you can do just depending upon which part of product marketing really resonates with you. But I think product marketing is a really good way to get exposure to different types of marketing as well as different parts of the business and then go from there. I think the same way, you know, a career, a career, uh, my career to this point has been a jungle gym and not a straight line. You know, the rest of your career is, is not usually a straight line. So PMM is a good spot to kind of explore, build some skills and then figure out like, okay, what's, what's next? Perfect. Um, I think, I think that really kind of covers, I mean, we could talk about this stuff for honestly a couple more hours. I think careers are fascinating and like tech is a zigzag, but um, we're coming up to like top of the hour. So like, we really appreciate taking out the time, you know, spending an hour with us today and, you know, just talking about your background. I think this was great. So um, thank you, number one. And then second to all our audience, uh, we really hope you enjoyed the, the talk today. Uh, please share this podcast and like, and subscribe. Uh, the more viewers means better content means more feedback and it's just a great loop. So thanks. Thanks, Jody. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks everybody. Jody.